Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Greetings and welcome to this week's episode of Perspectives Podcast. My name is Phyllis Williams and I am part of the Essence Learning Team. We want to thank you for chiming in today. We have a very uh, impactful discussion and session today. We're going to be talking about the impact of young leaders in the workplace. And we have invited a panel of executives to discuss this current move and its effect on the workplace. I have with me some experts, as I said. Um, we have James Jacobs Roy and Kenitra Heights and Marcy Jordan. I'm gonna ask each one of them to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about them before we get started in our discussion. You wanna go first? Okay, well, my name is uh, James Jacobs. Uh, I am the owner of Your Life Media Marketing as well as the one of the um, the founding directors of Reaching Houston, which is a nonprofit here in Houston, Texas, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I am uh, Kenitra Kiki Hikes, as people call me Kiki, and I am a director for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and I consider myself to be a young leader as well. So I guess that makes me an expert in that subject. So I'm happy to be here. Hi, my name is Marcy Jordan. I am a employment discrimination mediation mediator, as well as I own Jordan HR Consultants. Fantastic. Well, welcome each one of you. Thank you for joining us today. And let's dive right into our discussion. So um, the makeup of the leadership teams in the workplace is rapidly changing. And we see that with young leaders uh, taking on leadership roles. But according to a study in Forbes, about 10,000 baby boomer employees are retiring every day. I was one of those. And by 2020, millennials will comprise about 50% of the workforce in the United States. Because of these trends, we see a lot of young leaders being asked to take on significant leadership roles. And so they are taking on the roles that are being vacated by some of the baby boomers. Tell me, what are some ways young leaders can help with this transition um, to gain the respect of other leaders as well as the respect of those that they are now managing? Do one of you guys want to tackle that question? That's that's a very heavy question, right? Because we're talking about some generational development and growth and movement. Mm -hmm. yes. We're also talking about some personal development as well as as you're growing as a leader yourself and then the whole aspect of respect also mm -hmm. and gaining respect as a new leader right and that's very hard to do because culture is used to a certain type of leader and a certain kind of way of leadership has been formed and you know the baby boomer um leadership culture has been embedded into a lot of organizations. Yes. And so now you have a whole new generation of millennials and Generation Z who are moving into the leadership positions and their values are very different and the way that they lead organizations are very different mm -hmm. than how baby boomers are doing it. So it's a whole aspect of how can I move into this position and be respected by my peers? Yes. And I may be 
a leader, someone who is older than me as well. So how do I manage that? How do I develop myself as well so that I am prepared to take over those positions um, and, and still maintain my own values as a millennial or a Generation Z as well? So, um, you know, I always turn to the first thing of, um, you know, me mentorship. And mm -hmm. it's important to get a mentor who has been a baby boomer or is a baby boomer in those leadership positions to help guide you with the skills um, that you need to take over that job, but you can still add your own spin to it as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's one of the, the first steps to how, to how do you tackle that? Because they can help be your sponsor. They can help be mm -hmm. your, beside your mentor, they can help bring in that confidence and then help boost you into the organization as well and and give some thoughtful insight to what you're doing yes i totally agree with that and definitely having um a mentor and perhaps someone from an uh, older generation because um that group of employees do bring the experience and knowledge right that sometimes maybe a millennial who's coming into a leadership role don't have some of that legacy or experience but their innovation and their their tech tech um, tech savvy as well uh, the, um, the the millennial so so combining those uh, skill sets and combining those talents mm -hmm. only propels and makes the team grow and better mm -hmm. and definitely being able to have a mentor just to help guide you in that respect mm -hmm. I think that um, one thing about I was talking uh, hearing you second I really I agree with you mentorship is really, really important mm -hmm. um, as a uh, me, I'm. I guess I'm in the middle here because I, I guess I got a whole soul, you know, because I was raised with uh, very uh, old, wholesome parents, right? And so I understand the value of mentorship. I understand the value of um, knowing the culture of the baby boomer and how there are some great things you can learn as mm -hmm. a millennial. And mm -hmm. I think the biggest challenge as some millennials, they have not been um, raised in a societal culture that understands the value of yeah. uh, of a wisdom of a baby boomer. Right. And so that is kind of a tricky part, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, again, I'm, I'm blessed to be in that era mm -hmm. to be able to understand and respect and have know the value of that. So I can go right into place. So I think that as, as other millennials, we have to really share the value even more of mm -hmm. It's a respect, but also to understand there is value in the relationships with other baby boomers in the workspace because you can communicate better, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can gain favor in many areas, and then also the respect can be there as well. So yes. it's really understanding the value. That's yes. really important because, yeah. again, I've seen a lot of young millennials come in and they kind of like take charge. And yeah. like, it's like they're not taking that. They're not really communicating. They're not, they can't connect with that. Yeah. And um, for them, both sides to understand the value, I think would be more beneficial um, for them as well. I, I totally agree. Got to work together. Yeah. And I agree with you wholeheartedly because I do see uh, discrimination cases based on age. And it is a mutual respect because the older generation, they do bring a lot to the table. They do bring some, 
business savvy or how do we navigate these waters? But also, too, you got the younger generation going, hey, we need to look at things differently. We need to do it this way. We need to use social media. We need to do this and this and this or use this technology. So it's a mutual respect because you can't say, well, these young kids, they don't know what they're talking about because, you know, I'm older. I know what I'm doing and everything else. That's not necessarily the case. So it is mutual respect. And yes, the younger ones may need to find a mentor, but as well as the older generation find a younger mentor to mentor them on things that they're not savvy at or they're not comfortable with. And if you do something like that, then you build a organization of mutual respect, whether they're the, you know, the older or the younger, because I tell people all the time, it's not what you know is how fresh you are. You could be 60, but if you don't hone your craft, talk to people, read, understand, gain knowledge, then you're like, stale bread. Nobody wants you. Yeah. Whereas you can be 25, but you still not honing your craft. So you still still stale bread. So it's a matter of interacting with people, talking to people, uh, searching people out. How do we navigate this? And if you do that in a way of respect for both parties, it's a win-win. If not, you're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah, I totally agree. There is value definitely in that reverse mentoring. And mm -hmm. so sometimes um, millennials, uh, not millennials, but baby boomers here, uh, the older generations don't feel that someone younger could, could add mm -hmm. value or bring value to them. But uh, definitely when it comes to the innovation, a lot of times and the, um, the technical experience of the background that they bring can help uh, keep everybody going at the same pace. And the knowledge and the wisdom that the baby boomer has can help that uh, millennial and those younger generations get to where they, they need to be in the organization. I also think it's a it's a culture of responsibility too. And I'm going back to what you said, James, about um, you know having that old soul and, and have being grown up in a, a baby boomer household and maybe other millennials haven't. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a cultural responsibility for people who have had mentors and great mentors and been through the program to coach other people in the same age group, right? Okay. To coach yes. other mm -hmm. millennials mm -hmm. um, as well mm -hmm. and to uh, for them to understand the benefits mm -hmm. of having a baby boomer mentor yes. and so that they understand. So not just don't let those comments pass you by when you hear somebody say, well, I'm going to go and do it my way because they don't know what they're talking about. They yeah. don't know what they're doing. They've been here too long. I'm ready for them to leave. And just to say, well, hold on, let's look and see what the benefit and the value is from having someone there that's been through this before and kind of get them to change their minds. So I think also as millennials and Generation Z, we have a culture of responsibility to hold our own age group accountable yes. as well. Yes, so, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Uh, Yes, I agree with that. Tell, tell me, why is young leadership essential to an organization's success today? Uh, I think it's paramount. Uh, mm -hmm. We're living, we're in, an, you know, I'm a techie guy too, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm into technology, you know, in our, in our offices, we do a lot of things, everything, we're constantly pivoting, and um, I have young minds in my office, Though I'm still young, I have younger minds in my office, and I understand the value of them because they're they know what's what's happening, what's mm -hmm. what's current, um, yes. and how we can intertwine, intermingle those things into our office. And so, um, like she said, you know, you can get stale quickly. You know, mm -hmm. technology is just so moving so fast. You know, we're into 
chat GPTs out and auto GPTs out and all these new technologies out. And, and so I know a baby would look at it like, oh my God. But at the same time, you can look at it as, as an opportunity yeah. because you have young people can kind of walk you through this thing. Mm-hmm. And again, if the respect is there, they can walk you through, take your time. Because again, mm-hmm. I have, I talk with a lot, of, we all of our clients are baby boomers. And because I have the respect with them, I can sit down and show them these things. You know, I show people chat GBT and they're like, whoa, a new world. And I love it because I can be able to bridge that gap, bring them yeah. into a new yeah. a new way of learning new things. Yeah. And so the age is not a number, it's not a factor. It's about really being current and being having your mind sharp to that. So yes, we need to have young minds there, but I think it's also at the same time is it's exciting because everybody's mind has to be open to the new thing. You know, yeah. probably, probably, so yeah. Yeah. value there. Yeah. Well, as continuing on with the organization, because if you look at, um, say, the newspaper industry, when our grandmothers and great grandmothers were around, they want to feel, touch and smell a newspaper. Now we read newspapers online. We read it on our phone and everything else. So with that advancement, that's what you need to look at is how are you going to affect more people? What are they looking for? We got to change because the demographics are changing. How do we reach these individuals, not only the baby boomers, but the millennials and everybody else? How do we how are we going to reach them? So with the young minds, they got a different perspective. They bring in different ideas and as the older generation, we can't close it off going no no no, we still want to advertise in the newspaper. And we're missing a big demographic. So it's important to bring those younger minds in and incorporate it with the older ones and tell them this is what we did and how we did it and everything else and mesh them. And when things change, you know, you graduate one out and bring another one in, you know. Yeah, one of the things that Essence Learning teaches in their generational differences course is um the different aspects. So say you take technology and you mm-hmm. look at it from the different aspects of generation and how it affects each generation. So, and you kind of, you talk through, and it's interesting to hear each generation's take on things like technology right. and the innovation it brings to the table, because then you realize there's some differences, but there's also some similarities too. Yeah. The end goal is the same how you get to that goal is different, right? So mm-hmm. somebody may use an Excel spreadsheet, but I'm going to go over here and I'm going to use this new technology program and, yeah. and get it done, you know, five times quicker. And so being able to get to that end result, but in a different way is what the real the goal is, right? Yeah. And so yeah. having that young leadership um, in the organization brings in cost savings. It brings mm-hmm. in... Um, a, quicker impact for productivity. Yeah. It brings in, it, it, there's so much ROI on having younger um, leaders into the organization mm-hmm. and then using those skills like technology. You yes, had the idea yes. and you came up with the, the process. I'm going to take that process and I'm going to be innovative with it and I'm going to make mm-hmm. it into a cost-saving aspect for the organization. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that because, I mean, i give you an example. In my office yesterday, we were preparing for a health fair. And so I was going, my, my, I guess, old self was going to Photoshop to create a graphic. And the, one of the ladies, young ladies like, hey, we can go on camera and get it done. And five minutes later, she had a flyer done. I was like, <laughs> well. <laughs> but I mean, again, it's just time. You know, mm-hmm. that time now can be spent doing something else. Yes. And so yes. that leadership, yes. I was able, she took the leadership, she did that, that. And then she brought in something that was advancement, 
it took less time and we yeah. went on another project. And so right. we, we it's so much great things can happen when both baby boomers and millennials yes. and generation yes. was the next one. Yes. Z. Z can come together. <laughs> you know, there's a no. lot to learn in all generations. <laughs> It, it really is. And I was having a discussion a couple of days ago and we were talking about chat GBT and we were like, OK, yes, yeah, great, because you can tell them to research and get a paper, get an article written. But we were also talking about our kids are going to still be able to do the research on their own, be able to write on their own. So it's kind of meshing the old with the new technology. Mm -hmm. is great. New ideas are great, but we still got to still hold on to some of the old values. How can we do it on our own? How can we research? How can we communicate with other people? How can we relate to people? How do we seek those mentors out to help us get into those rooms that may be closed yeah. off? And those are things that technology can't teach us. It's old fashioned face-to-face -face communication. Hey, been there, done that. Let me tell you what rocks to step on and which ones don't, you know? so. It's a combination of everything. You know, it's good to bring in the young minds, but it's also too to learn from the older minds as well. Yes. And talking about that, Marcy, how do we mentor and how do we um, get in get in those spaces that young leaders usually are not in? How do we do that? How do how can organizations discover and cultivate emerging leaders? How can they identify if they're not really allowing them to get into those rooms or they don't have a mentor program in place. You have any thing to discover there, how organizations can uh, discover and cultivate emerging leaders? It's really come down to a basis of the, the diversity, the inclusion, and not being afraid to let those younger people talk to you, shadow you. Uh, pick your brain, get ideas and everything like that. So it starts with the organization in itself of opening those doors and saying, hey, look, let me, I see something in you. I see something in you that that was me at your age. Let me help you. And it doesn't have to be a leader. It can be another peer that's older going, hey, look, let me help you. Let me um, change the conversation or let me shape the conversation where you can reach those people and they're not just being felt like they're being talked at but talking to and you're getting their ideas in front of them or mm -hmm. you're getting the opportunity so sometimes it takes the culture of the organization and the people willing to say look okay in a couple of years i'm gonna be gone but i want you to have what i got or i want you to have my skill sets or let me show you what needs to be done so you know it's a willingness to take these younger ones under our wing and show them mm -hmm. yeah and for for those you know building up what marcy's saying is taking people under their wings and and showing them and and you know if if you're out there listening and you're in organizational development learning and development or dei succession planning is yeah. so so mm -hmm. important right. um, an organization and a lot of times organizations do succession planning but they don't follow through and mm -hmm. so it's up to those professionals in, organiza in organizational development, learning development, and DEI to create programs mm -hmm. in organizations to help people who are do who are in succession planning. Yeah. So if mm -hmm. you're doing a nine box and you have people in those first three boxes, what programs do you have at the organization to support those people in those boxes to move forward? Yeah. And then also from a DEI perspective, are you looking at who's in those boxes to ensuring that you have mm -hmm. a good ratio of people of color 
next generational people, women, people who are not typically put in those boxes to move into those leadership positions. Exactly. So right. following through and creating plans based on succession planning and putting people in the right spots and then putting that development with the succession plan, it's all a package mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. come in. And, and what Marcy says, look and see and identify and cultivate those people and, and mm -hmm. make sure that they're included in that. That's all a package into helping mm -hmm. emerging leaders move sure. forward. Yes. yes. And with that succession plan too, sometimes things need to be changed. You need to put different people in there because you found out these additional people have these skill sets and everything else. Mm -hmm. So it's always, I say it's uh, fluid. It's never static. Yeah. You know what you need to do, but the people can change because skill sets change, technology change, ideas change. Who are you going to put in there that's going to affect all those people and continue the company to grow, not just move on, but grow. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're looking for. So sometimes you do have to look at who are these people? Are these people really our best choices or have they gotten stale? Do we need to change them out? Uh, their ideas don't mesh with the way the company's going. So you do have to change them out. And that's with the diversity and then inclusion, you know, to find out. Who else can we bring to the table? They bring in fresh ideas. This is what we're doing now. Or this is the word, the way the world is changing. Are we yes. going to be that company that just sits here? Or are we going to change with the world? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think to, uh, to Roy, what you were saying, your employee who had um, a better way of doing something, right? And, and mm -hmm. had she not felt comfortable enough to be able to do exactly. that, you probably would have never ever discovered that talent that she has, Absolutely. but now she's a go-to person Absolutely. for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another question for you. Um, most young new employees aren't typically thought of as leaders um, in the workplace. However, when our, an opportunity presents itself, how can a young professional capitalize on the break if they feel that they are qualified for the position? How can they go about making sure that their leadership know that they're interested, but that they have the qualifications as well um, to take on a, a leadership role or a different uh, position to be promoted into? I think it's about the culture, right, of the, of mm -hmm. the organization. Right. You know, the culture has to be built where they can be free to express themselves in some way and mm -hmm. share. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that I you know, I try to do it in my office. I have some men, young men, young women, young men in our office, and I try my best to allow them to share their thoughts, what their opinions are, because I don't want them to feel like, okay, they can't say anything. They can't say, I want to take that on this project. Yeah. And at the same time, that helps me be able to know, okay, you're ready to move forward to something better. You're, you're, you're getting tired. You want something better. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think the biggest thing is, is to build a culture where people can be able to have a conversation and talk and be transparent and say, okay, I want to do better. I want to do something else. I want to, you know, I want to take on this project. Um, I think the other side, the other part is as leaders, we have to be willing yes. to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't um, be this multitasker and assume that our organization is going to get better. It's not. You know, right. we can't be the person who everything. Mm -hmm. We have to identify and, and allow them also to make a few mistakes. Because yeah. in yeah. making that mistakes, you can mold them to be better, right? Because right. you weren't perfect when you came in, in the organization either. So you needed some help along the way. So um, I think a lot of those areas will help them 
to be able you if you are a young uh, leader if you want to be a leader those are some areas to be able to to be able to have that conversation to mm -hmm. uh, to want to say say something so that you can be able to be that leader that you want to be mm -hmm. right as well as get rid of the stereotypes because some have the stereotype well they're young they don't know they don't stay at jobs long that's da, 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 da. That's and true. that's not true you know it's maybe one or two but does that one or two define the collective? You know, if mm -hmm. we're we're saying, well, we don't want to be stereotyped, we can't do the same thing as well. We got to sit down and have the conversations with them and find out, oh, wait a minute, hold on. They're smart. They 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 got some great ideas. Oh, they would be good in this position and not be afraid to say, hey, look, you know, uh, got this guy over here, he got some great ideas. I think he would be great in the leadership position. Why mm -hmm. not? promote somebody why not say this person would be good get rid of the stereotypes of oh well if i put him up he's gonna get rid of me that's not the case so yeah. sometimes we get so stuck in our own stereotypes of this is what we read this is what we think this is what we believe and it's not based in reality so sometimes we need to get out of our own way that's true too but marcy if we don't have uh, someone who is an ally or somebody who is championing our uh, background, our experience and know about us, how do we as young leaders, or how does a young leader, I can't really say we, mm -hmm. but how, how does young leaders position themselves so that they are noticed and seen and given an opportunity? It's culture of the organization, talking to the younger ones, you know, finding out what they're thinking, what they're all about and then they will feel comfortable to talk to you and tell you different things or different ideas and everything else but if you don't have that culture of inclusiveness and talking to people you're not going to find out and you're going to lose your best people and then yeah. you wonder why did i lose my best people so it's really the organization in itself of making everybody feel safe that they yeah. can talk they can come to you for ideas or suggestions and also make mistakes it's okay to make mistakes that's where you learn if you don't make mistakes how are you gonna learn and grow and if you make the mistakes okay that's fine we just figure it out and move on and don't bash them because they made the mistakes and remember you did the same thing when you walked in that door you were green uh, clueless made mistakes and somebody said that's okay and we yeah. got to, remember to take that grace of it's okay it's yeah. okay to make a mistake we can change it we can fix it yes mm -hmm. yeah i totally yes. agree Yes. I, I like that perspective of, you know, it's it's being okay to make those mistakes mm -hmm. and going back and realizing it as well. And I think for a younger leader, it's okay for you to do the same thing. You know, I think a lot of people forget, like, you can influence somebody's culture and leadership from any position in the organization. Yes. You can, you can. can be influential. And so being being brave, being influential and putting together a plan of this is what I want to do and going and, and using your power of influence, which uh, is a great essence learning course, uh, which has taught <laughs> me a lot of how I can use Thank my influential you. skills, but um, taking that influence and influencing others and changing the way that the CEO thinks or changing the way that your leaders think about you and coming up with a plan and saying, hey, this person, they wrote their own job description. I mean, I've been in that position before. Yeah. I wanted to do something yes. that no one had. Yeah. I said, I'm going to put together my, I'm going to write my own job description. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about the benefits of why I, my position is needed. And I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to somebody about it. And I'm going to 
get this, I'm going to get them to change their mind when they put me into this position. So you have to be able to sell yourself, influence others and what you're doing and to get into those leadership roles as well. Um, And so for those who are emerging leaders, it's important to remember that put together, to put together a plan Mm -hmm. of action. You know, a lot of people just walk into the room and say, this is what I want to do. Okay, well, why do you you want to do it? What are you going to do it for? You have to keep it real and keep it real with how you're going to do it also. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. We are coming up on uh, our time. Uh, But before we do, I'd like to hear from each one of you. And I think... um, Kiki has kind of shared um, how young leaders can position themselves so that they can be considered for um, for positions in the for leadership positions in the workplace. But uh, I'd like to hear from each one of you guys on that, uh, Roy, and from Marcy before we go. I think for me is uh, I would tell any young leader to know your value, right? Mm-hmm. Know what you. I think a lot of our young people sometimes are very. Um, insecure of who they are as far as their gifts or their abilities mm-hmm. and they may have the degree but then they get kind of intimidated by the others the other mm-hmm. peers or maybe things that are, people are older than them but you have to really know your value know what you bring to the table mm-hmm. and then um be willing to um have that respect but I go back to the culture um building a culture so all that blends together so that you can have yeah. a better workplace and then you know, when when uh, we're talking about compassion with of the organization, then it'll be easy shift. The shift will be easy. So mm-hmm. the biggest right. thing I would say, is know your value, mm-hmm. own your skills and know your value and then everything will come together. Yes. Right. And for a young leader, you know, seek out somebody. It, it could be a peer. It could be, you know, a supervisor, somebody like that, that you feel comfortable talking to and really have those conversations with them. And like the younger generation, I, I, I get energized talking to them because they have so many ideas and they're just so, you know, gun ho let's do this, let's do that. They have that energy. And that energy should be honed and created and developed. Don't tap it down. Don't tap down their excitement. Don't say, oh, no, we can't do that. Or we didn't we didn't do it like this. Why not do it like this? So it's really a combination of let these young leaders have that energy. Let them shine. Help them shine. Because you know what? If they shine, we all shine. So don't tap it down. Don't discourage them. Encourage them. That's what yeah. we really need to do is encourage them. Fantastic. I, I do want to, you know, briefly talk about also, um, and we, because we, we, earlier we talked about respect yes. and respecting um, millennial, millennial leaders and, and that going back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, there has been a lot of pressure recently in the world and how our environment is from mental health, yes. um, the yeah. fight on racial discrimination, mm-hmm. um, the fight on, on gender rights, and now recently the huge fight on gun rights and yeah. the and the gun violence that have that's happening mm-hmm. and those are all very much important values for millennials and for generation mm-hmm. yes. and things that right. they think about when entering into leadership positions mm-hmm. and, and going into the organizations is looking at like do we have the right policies in fact yep. wow. yes. do we have mental yes. health yes. programs as yeah. well and those are things that they want to bring to the table. Those mm-hmm. are things millennial and Generation Z want to bring to the table. They want to talk about those things where yes. before it used to be very taboo. Yes. You don't talk about politics in the workplace. Yes. You don't talk about uh, abortion rights. You don't talk about gun violence. Those are things that you don't talk about, right? Yes. But it's starting to change the culture. Yeah, that's the shift. 
of now we're bringing those things in. So I would, I mean, I would really love to hear from you all. What, how do you feel that those societal issues have been impacting the way that millennial leaders lead now? Huge. And I wish it would be bigger because the thing is some of the, some of the things that they are concerned about, it, it has a lot of merit. Some of the things that they're mm-hmm. dealing with has mm-hmm. a huge impact. And, you know, some people go, oh, no, 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 we can't talk about that. Why not? Why not put policies in place? Why not make sure that these kids understand that your voice is powerful? You are our future. Yeah. Speak up. If, you know, some people don't like what you got to say, you know what? Say it even louder. And, yeah do those things. We have to respect them because of the thing is the generation that I grew up in is not, is different than what they're dealing with. And yeah. if we go, okay, what they're dealing with now is serious. It's very serious. We can't sweep yeah. it under the rug. We can't ignore it. And we need to put policies in place. We need to talk about it's okay to have a mental illness. It's okay if you're afraid to take your kids to school because there's gun violence. Yeah. It's okay if you're worried about your right as a woman to have your own bodies and you want to put policies in place to make sure that everybody's protected. It's okay. Nobody's taking anybody's place, but this is the world. This is changing. And if we don't change with it, we're going to die. They have those ideas. We need to tap into those energies. We need to tap into their ideas and say, you know what? This is a good idea. Even though I couldn't do it, you can do it. And I want to help you do it. So I think it's great. Yeah. I like tapping into those energies from a place of respect Mm -hmm. as well, because a lot of times people can be very disrespectful when you bring up those different energies. And so tapping to those energies from a place of respect is so important Mm -hmm. because if I don't feel respected when I'm talking about my mental health or the anxiety that I have, Mm -hmm. then I check out. I'm like, this is not the place for me because I don't feel respected because of something that I personally am dealing with. Yes. Right. And that's you. You know, I really think uh, the ESG, the environment, society, uh, social uh, governance has come into play because of millennials and the questions that they're asking. Mm -hmm. And they want to make sure that there is a um, an environment, a country for them to to live in after Mm -hmm. we've gone and and uh, that the environment is not totally going astray. And they're asking questions about the mental health and about what are we doing to take care of those that are less fortunate. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then holding people accountable and, and putting laws in place and asking the policymakers and challenging the policymakers, mm-hmm. right? Whereas before, like you say, those kind of things were not discussed in the office. It's all about business and driving the business forward, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, so. it is very important. And, you know, I work in the food manufacturing company and one of the, one of the most recent things that's come up and we've changed policy on is food deserts. How can we being in the food manufacturing industry affect the food desert world. And mm-hmm. so those are just things that are popping up in different industries as well. Yeah. All righty. Thank you so much. We have come to the end of our uh, recording and our discussion. We've had some great discussion. I want to thank each of you uh, for lending your expertise and your knowledge to our audience today. I want to thank those that have chimed in. Uh, thank you for listening to the uh, Essence Learning Perspectives podcast. And we hope to see you on the next podcast podcast um, next week. Thank you again. 
Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.